Twins beat the Orioles tonight behind some timely hitting and an exceptional bullpen performance. Let's break it down on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 3rd, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been writing at Twins Daily for over two years, been hosting this podcast for over two years. Season number four at Twins Daily, season number three on the podcast. So excited to be talking to you after a, yes, another Twins winner. That's 11 of their last 12. I'm pulling up some live statistics here because we're going to talk about Ryan Jeffers right off the top. Jeffers hit a big three-run homer to bust this thing open in the sixth. Jeffers on the season hitting 228 with a 125 weighted runs created plus hitting for some really nice power. He's been hot lately and has come up with some big hits for the Twins, certainly. And he has to because when the Twins traded Mitch Garver, they were doubling down on Ryan Jeffers taking the next step as the primary catcher. Was it going to be Gary Sanchez as the primary catcher? And more importantly, Sanchez is a free agent after this season. It's got to be Jeffers. He's your catcher of the future. He's your starting catcher of the future. And it's awesome to see him get going after such a brutal start. And I was not shy about calling it a brutal start. But now is uh, 25% above league average at creating runs in this in this environment. The line's not great if it was a regular scoring environment, but teams are having trouble scoring. Hitters are having trouble hitting. And Ryan Jeffers is rocking a 125 way to runs created plus. And you look up and down, Trevor Larnick hitting 286 with a 127 way to runs created plus. He's getting on base at a 339 clip. And Gilberto Celestino, Brandon mentioned this tonight on the postcast, hitting 269 with a 367 on base, 121 weighted runs created plus. So early, just a handful of plate appearances for a lot of these guys. Jeffers has more, of course. He's caught a whole lot. But these guys are stepping up in the bottom half of this lineup. The role players are stepping up, and that's that's what makes a good team. If the Twins are going to be good this year, it can't just be Buxton and Correa. I think it starts and ends with them. But in the middle, you need... Guys like Jeffers, you need performances like he did tonight to hit a big three-run homer to take control of a game that, frankly, in the middle innings, I didn't think the Twins were going to win. Joe Ryan tonight, now he's made 10 starts in the majors. And if you were to rank them, seven of them were outstanding, right? Seven of them were, were super impressive given where he was at. I would say even his debut was impressive, gave up a homer, I think, or two. But impressive because it was his first major league start. It was his debut, and he he missed bats against the Cubs at Target Field. If you were to rank them, seven of them will be great. This might be one of the three. I, I thought the Orioles tonight came in with a great plan against Joe Ryan, and he just wasn't missing bats with his fastball. A lot of fouls back, wasn't putting guys away, and then was losing his command. And then there was some bad luck mixed in where balls off the end of bats were finding outfield grass, where there were dribblers up the line to beat the shift. Just gross things were happening, bad luck. And that happens. I mean, that's going to happen. The Twins haven't had a lot of bad luck so far this year, but that happened tonight for Joe Ryan. He can't get through five, but limited the damage. The Twins defense, Ryan made a great play on the mound, probably should have let it go through for a double play, but the Twins defense made a couple plays to limit the damage. The Orioles and bad teams like to beat themselves, and the Twins got a, a very fortunate call there. 
a very fortunate call. I believe that was in the fifth inning as well. They called the runner out at second. I think the runner was safe. So that's the luck we're talking about. The Twins have had a lot of it this year. I'm not going to be shy about that either. They've had a lot of luck in this 15-9 and start. But they're 15-9, and and that's the sixth time they have done that in team history. Started 15-9 and through 24 games. I believe it's tied for the third best start. I think the... One of the teams started nineteen and nineteen and five. Uh, very good. I can't we can't remember the year on that, but this is the sixth time they've started fifteen and nine, and the rest of the five were all winning teams, and three of them won the division. They've had some really nice seasons. The twenty nineteen team started fifteen and nine. The twenty nineteen team also started forty and eighteen. So they went twenty five and nine after their fifteen and nine start. I don't foresee that for the Twins, but the schedule is light and a 15 and 9 start. If you just told me they started 15 and 9, I'd say great on opening day. So it's nice. Nice start, 15 and 9. But if you told me when they were 4 and 8 that they were going to be 15 and 9, I would have said there's no way. And they've won 11 of their last 12. They're 11 and 1 in their last 12. It's awesome. And like I said last night, they're winning in a multitude of ways. More than one guy, more than one performance, more than one hit. When X doesn't show up, Y shows up. It's just they're putting it together in a really nice way. And I, I spoke on that last night as well. And the bullpen tonight was locked down. Jeffers helped them a ton, but Theobar comes in in the fifth in a, spot, a tough spot. First and second, there were two outs. He gets the, the matchup against Odor, the lefty, but strikes him out on, I think, three pitches or four pitches, just mowed him down. And then Theobar goes for another another inning and then comes back out to get Mullins, just super clean, one and two thirds. Theobar bouncing back. After that 12 ERA to start in his first handful of outings, awesome job from him. Tyler Duffy was great. Stashak locks it down in the ninth. The bullpen, I think, was the story tonight. It was Ryan Jeffers in the bullpen because I, I don't think Joe Ryan was bad. I just think the Orioles came in with a good plan. And I think, you know, more no mention on the broadcast, they fired up the, the machine before the game for rising fastballs to get ready for Joe Ryan. And I think they prepped nicely and they battled him. They were tough on him through four and two thirds. And these starts are going to happen. These starts are going to happen. Teams are going to start to see Joe Ryan start to get a feel and he's going to have to adjust back. And I think tonight it would have been a little different if he just made a couple more pitches. I think he, when he needed to make a pitch tonight, he didn't make that pitch more often than not. And again, he gave up two runs in four and two thirds. I think we're so spoiled and I'm so spoiled by how good this rotation's been that this, this start, I was like, whoa, <laughs> like he gave up two runs. He was fine. He found his way out of it on a night. He didn't have his best stuff on a night. He wasn't getting swings and misses. That just shows, I think more of how, how special he can be. Even when he doesn't have it, he's still, they're not barreling him. He's still getting fouls back to the screen constantly. It's just long at bats. And this is, this is going to be a version of what you see. This is like opening day from Ryan. This is a version of what you'll see when he's not his best. It's something like this. And it's very similar to what happened on opening day at Target Field against the Mariners. After these words from LinkedIn and Bet Online, let's talk about Jose Miranda's first hit. It's an RBI double, and then we'll get more into this bullpen and just how the Orioles, the Twins, are taking advantage of the Orioles in this series. First, with spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth, personally and professionally, as your small business grows. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your lockdown profile 
to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering high-quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdownmob. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownmob. Terms and conditions apply. It's that time of year. The hockey playoffs, the baseball playoffs, the start of the Major League Baseball season, and the weekend's run to the roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. One place has you covered. It's betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Getting back into this series and how bad teams beat themselves, the Twins last year would have let this game get away. There's no question. Like, there would have been an explosion in the early innings last year. I'm not always going to compare it to last year, but there's some definite scars there from last year. And it's important to note how this team feels different, at least in the early going. That's that's important to me. Jose Miranda might be part of why this team's different. RBI double tonight gets on the board. Family's there. Awesome moment. And to break down the hit, I don't want to get too analytical about the hit, but Goes to the opposite field. It looked like an inside-out swing, but that ball almost reached the warning track. And I think it was a great representation of the power that Miranda possesses. Another thing I've seen, and he's one for nine. He hasn't been you know, ripping the ball all over the place. He's hitting a lot of grounders and pop-ups. But something I've noticed is he, he is taking good at-bats. To me, he doesn't look overwhelmed. He's not whiffing. He's not wildly swinging through off-speed stuff. It's the Orioles pitching staff. But I think Jose Miranda, they called him up for good reason. They wouldn't stick him in the middle of a first-place lineup right now if they didn't believe that he could help right away. If they, if they didn't believe that, they wouldn't put him in there. You know, they would, they would opt for somebody else in that spot. And maybe they don't have a multitude of options, but I think it's because they feel confident in Jose Miranda. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I feel confident in Jose Miranda too. Like, I think this dude's going to hit. I think he's going to bring a nice approach. I think the six-hole is perfect for him right now. Put him in spots to drive in runs, and that's exactly what he did tonight to take a lead in the middle innings of that game. I think Jose Miranda is going to going to step into the lineup and, and perform. And there's a chance he does go through some lumps. It's probably more likely than not. But based on what we saw last year and the approach I talked about last night, where he's not a free-swinging whiff king like some of these guys are. And that's taking nothing away from the star prospects. But there are prospects who are extremely talented but have a ton of swing and miss and need time. Brandon brought up Byron Buxton as a great example tonight in our postcast. Byron Buxton, great example. Extremely talented. A lot of swing and miss. Took a lot of time with raw tools, more raw tools. But look what he's become. I mean, he's become a star. He has that upside. Maybe Miranda doesn't have that star upside, but he's ready to contribute right now because he's not a toolsy prospect who I, I don't think he needs you know, weeks, months, a year, two years in the majors to finally start producing. I think Miranda can step in and not, you know, post ridiculous numbers, but be a, a contributor on the lineup, an above average hitter, a solid third baseman defensively, and just help this team right now when they need it in the middle of the order. Because they were relying on Miguel Sano to bring something offensively this year. They, they were hoping that he would. 
and now he's hurt. He wasn't producing. Miranda's stepping into that primary role. And Alex Kirloff is on the mend. He had an RBI knock tonight for the Saints, which is good to see out of him. He's going to man first base a little bit. Luis Arise is going to man first base. Urshela is over at third. Miranda will play both spots. But he's a major leaguer. He's with the Twins. And, you know, there is a chance he has to get sent back down. There's a chance that he needs a little bit more time. I just don't think it's going to be this extended period where we're waiting for him to do anything. I think he can do what he did tonight. I think he can drive in runs. I think he can get into balls. I think he can hit it to all fields. I think he can draw some walks, put together good good at-bats, and be tough on pitchers right out of the gate. He's 23 years old, so we temper our expectations. But I don't think last year was a facade. I think he put it together in a really special way. And I'm, I'm hoping that when he reaches his peak – which is not this year, but you know, maybe next year or the year after 25, 26, he'll be a you know 270 hitter, 330 on base, 480 slog, like a low 800s OPS with 20 to 25 homers a year. That would be a great outcome, like a three, four win player. That would be an awesome outcome for Jose Miranda, knowing what we know and knowing what we know about prospects and how volatile they can be. That would be outstanding. Let's talk more about this bullpen, how awesome they've been, and if it's sustainable after this word from Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com. It is great for do-it-yourselfers. It's a family business serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers for over 30 years. Over 20 years, excuse me, 20 years, but going on 30 for Rock Auto. This bullpen has bounced back in an incredible way. Over the last couple weeks, they've been stellar. They've worked their way out of some self-imposed jams. I think of Emilio Pagan in the opener against the White Sox with the bases loaded, walking the bases loaded, and getting that call on a full count to Jake Berger. They've worked themselves out of some jams. They've had some luck as well, but they bounced back. A lot of them. I mean, Tyler Duffy's been pretty good since Kansas City. He's he's done his job. He's come in, gotten outs. He did so again tonight. Caleb Theobar did his job tonight. Griffin Jacks has stepped into a somewhat prominent role as a sixth, seventh inning reliever against mostly righties, but some lefties as well. You know, Emilio Pagan has been a little shaky. He was a little shaky in the in the Detroit series, but got it done last night in a clean inning. I think. This bullpen is fine right now, and I will continue to say I think it's the team's biggest weakness, and that's less of a knock on the bullpen as it is a tip of the cap to the rest of the roster. When I expected the starting pitching to be the biggest weakness, it's not. At least right now, it's not. The biggest weakness on this team, and I think what could be their downfall in the end is starting pitching because of the weight starting pitching carries, but the bullpen can do damage too in a negative way, right? They can really impact games. We saw how one reliever, Alexander Colome, could impact an entire bullpen last year. That's not to say Duffy was good. He wasn't good in the first half of last year, especially in those, you know, first month and a half worth, worth of games. He wasn't good. They they are an arm short. I'll say it until it looks like it's filled. And maybe it's filled by Griffin Jackson. I need to see a lot more 
But without Jorge Alcala, I think they're an arm short. And more importantly to me, they're an arm with upside short. They're like a big right-handed arm short. If you could pluck a high leverage right-handed reliever and just drop him into this bullpen like a Kendall Graveman of the White Sox, I think this bullpen would be complete. Someone like that. Do I think they can get to the deadline with this current construction if it's healthy or relatively healthy with some of the arms in the minors with Yenier Cano and Giovanni Moran is up now? I haven't even talked about him. We'll talk about him when we see him for the first time this year. Do I think they can get to the trade deadline and have a viable bullpen? Yes. I think at times it's going to be shaky in this construction. At times every bullpen is going to be shaky, even the best ones in the league. But at the trade deadline, if this is still in and no one's really emerged and they've been solid and the you know the team's still around contention in the playoff format, they will need another reliever at the deadline, I think, unless Alcala comes back and he's healthy. So that's what the caveat that nobody comes back and nobody with upside shows up. Griffin Jacks would be great. And a Griffin Jacks emergence would be great. I think there's real swing and miss upside in his arm as well. So the, the jury's out on whether it's going to end up being a good bullpen. The jury's out on this whole team right now. But I do think that the biggest point of concern is in the back end. Love Yohan Duran. I think he's incredible. But if Yohan Duran missed a week or two, I, I would worry. I would worry about this bullpen. And that's not a spot you want to be in. It's it's because they're an arm short. I think they're an arm short. And a right-handed, high-leverage arm short that Alcala, I was expecting Alcala to fill, but now he's hurt. But they're doing their job. I mean, they're doing a really great job, and, and the Twins are just rolling. 11 out of their last 12. If they win tomorrow, that's another series win. That would be four in a row after starting four and eight. They swept the White Sox. They swept the Tigers. They took two out of three from Tampa. If they win tomorrow, it will be at least three out of four from the Orioles with another game in hand on Thursday. So let's see how they keep rolling. Twins keep winning, and I am so excited to jump on every night after Twins wins. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this podcast, please leave a comment. Let me know. It, it inspires me. I do it for you. I'm here. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. If you like it, leave a like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends if you like this Twins podcast. I'm here every day. You know that. I'll be here all year. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.